and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunningham. And sorry I missed out on doing a Christmas thing. Just got a little weird during the holidays. I actually, um, I mean, I don't really care about doing a Christmas. I'm one of those people, I really just don't give a flying fuck about holidays at the end of the day. I like Christmas. It's, it's not because, like, oh, we get gaps. Not even that. I don't know. I just like Christmas. But I realize Christmas is this thing, because we always talk about how everything's riding off nostalgia. As you get older, Christmas is totally about trying to write off this nostalgia from when you were a kid. Because all remember this Christmas, you're going to get Christmas traditions and all that, and thinking about... Because we were watching some of the old Christmas movies. There are some uh, that hold up still, like... Jingle Home, All the Way. Jingle All the Way, Home Alone. Die Hard. Die, of course, Die Hard. You can't Lethal Weapon. Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah, all the, all, you know, the really good Christmas movie. Those hold up, but the Christmas things, Vacation. Well, let's just put it this way. The better ones... Are movies that aren't really Christmas movies. They just happen to take place at Christmas. Yeah. Like Gremlins, like Die Hard, like Lethal Weapon. But the thing about it, though, is watching them, I realize that there are some Christmas movies that you still just kind of give a pass just because of all the memories behind it. Because we watched, for the first time in years, watched the claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that in fucking years. Holy shit, that is such a hate-filled movie. Because first thing, because well, I remember... It is like 60s, too. you got to keep it in mind. I know, but it, no, but it just it goes from 0 to 60. It's like, okay, he's born. He's just like, what's wrong with his fucking nose? It's going off. Even the dad is like that. Like, I remember I remember the kids were kind of like that. And dad's like... And then, like, Santa walks in, like, ho, ho, ho. Come to see who's my new slave. He walks <laughs> in. Just like, oh, what the fuck is that? you got a good cap on that shit. <laughs> and then... He says, then for years, he just has this him wearing this cap over his fucking nose. Because there are parts that I was remembering, like, oh yeah, this part, oh yeah, that part. Uh-huh. And then when he's he's making best friends, everybody likes him at the, you know, they're doing the reindeer games, ah, uh, whatever. They're making he, friends until he takes it, then it's like, cap falls off, and they're like, oh, what the fuck's wrong with that guy? Yeah, the cap falls off, and I just thought it was, for whatever reason, I just thought it was the dickhead coach and a couple of kids who were mean. Everybody... But Clarice, the girl reindeer, yeah, is fucking shitty to him. Like Santa Claus, he's like, like Dixon or Donner or whatever, whichever one it was. Dixon, like, Dixon, yeah. He's like Donner. What the fuck is that shit? He has a glowing nose. You should be a fucking shamed. And like he, he already proved himself. He already did like a high big jump. And the fucking not good enough. Yeah, and the main, the main, the main reindeer coach is all like. Oh, that's a good hustle, kid. Whatever. And he sees the nose like, get out, get out, you fucking freak. So, and it's not until the very end, like, oh wait, he can help us out. Hey, come back in. We're everybody. Rudolph by every every by every measure, Rudolph has the right to say no. Go fuck yourself. Well, yeah, because like was what's like really the only reason they're keeping him around is like ah, he doubles as a flashlight. Well, that fucking works. Yeah, the, the, but if oh, he didn't do that, it's almost like one's one's like nope. If that thing didn't have an ability, it'd be like, fuck you, you freak. Well, I know, but it's... Think really... you're better than all us other reindeer? <laughs> I wish I had a fucking glowing nose. <laughs> fucking suck, cock, sucker. If we do enough... If we do enough reindeer coke, <laughs> our noses will get red enough. No, but it's one of those things where I know the movie... I know that it was going to be, be like a little, like, bumpy, because it's from the 60s and all that, but I didn't realize... How fucking shitty the moral was. Because he's like, oh, okay, guys, you like me now? Oh, I'll come back inside. Where he says, no, fuck you. I'm going to go start my own reindeer colony. We're going to overthrow this dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going to go get Krampus and we're going to go fucking ride around doing our own presents thing. Fuck. 
I, w- I want to. I want to see another Krampus movie. I never saw the one that came out last year, but I kind of want to. see I heard it. good things about it. I heard I mixed just, things about it. I just it. never saw it. I just want to see because I think the main reason I was just kind of bummed is like I just really wanted to see the Kevin Smith and Andy McElfresh movie, mm-hmm. and then when that kind of got like put on the back burner for a while, I was like, oh, and then it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, like well that. Like many things, it's like Kevin Smith, I think he, and we all do this, you overwhelm yourself with too many projects that you know you can't complete. And mm-hmm. I think he does that same thing. It's like, almost the podcast makes it too easy for him to go, oh, guess what I'm going to do? But it's almost kind of like, eh, maybe you should hold that in until, <laughs> until you know for a fact you are going to do it. Don't tell people you're going to make Clerks 3 and Mallrats 2 and all these things, and you know, Krampus movie, and I mean, God, even, even Moose Jones, what the fuck even happened to that? That like, kind of like disappeared too. He's doing Jane Saw Bob reboot. I think that, you know what? I mean, this is one of those things where I feel like he was like, fuck it, let's see what happens. I think he was doing that for so long. And, you know, love or hate yoga hosers. It's definitely an acquired taste I movie. fucking love that movie, too. It's like, I, I actually think it's actually one of the, I actually like it a lot. I, I don't like that one. I'm not trying to just be one of those people who just kicks it down. I, I just don't like that one. I just thought it was fun, and it just makes you makes you go like, man, I wish I was a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> Boy, does that look like fun. <laughs> Vince Scott Holmes says, I wish I was a 15-year-old girl. Well, that's why I felt a lot of it. Just Put like, that in the box. And, and I think it's because it reminds me of um, Night of the Comet and the kind of movies from like, the 80s that were mm-hmm. like that that I thought were really cool. You know, I'm not saying it's like a perfect movie, and I definitely feel that it's one of those ones, like, if you weren't really into the podcast, I could see where it'd be a tough sell. Mm-hmm. But since, you know, it's like one of those ones, I like all the little parts of the podcast, all the little tie-ins, and I, I don't know, I just think it's a fun one. I think it's got a cool story. I mean, yeah, it's low budget and simple, and, you know, you know, obviously it could be more, but I kind of expect that. I really hope there is a Moose Jaws, but once again, I don't know, I felt like that kind of fell off the wayside. He hasn't mentioned that in, like, fucking months. Well, I love Tusk, and I remember seeing that movie. I went to, I, went, I talked a friend into seeing it who does not listen to the podcast and not know anything what the movie was. I'm like, okay, here's what I'll tell you. It's a comedic horror film, and it's based around a podcast. And we walked out of it. He's just like, I don't want to see it again, but I'm kind of glad I saw it, because I know it was a movie I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well... This and that's a reference to the podcast. This character, Gail Point, is a character that comes into the show. They do, like, they'll read a story about this guy every so often. So it's almost kind of like Smodcast the movie to an extent. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, if you're a fan of that, I can see how that pans out. But um, I don't know. I, but going back to, like, a, a Krampus movie, though, I would like to see. Because the thing is, I only see, like, low, low budget, like, Netflix or sci-fi channel movies for it. Or that one that came out. And I haven't seen that one yet, but apparently that one's PG-13. And it's kind of a little bit more, uh... Like, it doesn't have to be, like, Krampus ripping something's head off. But, I don't know. I feel like if it's PG-13, it's gonna rely more on jump scares and creepiness. But who knows? Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you got creepiness, that's cool, but... Yeah, it's like, yeah, I know it's PG-13. Did I say so. it the other way around? I meant it relies on jump scares more than creepiness. Oh, okay, that's what you said. I think you said jump scares and creepiness. I rely, I rely more, I like, I prefer creepiness over jump scares. And creepiness is practically impossible. It's, very few people use that anymore. I don't know, it's like, you only get that like in old horror movies and so on. And it's like, once the jump scares kind of took off, now obviously they've been there since like fucking day one, but, I mean, they're there in fucking silent pictures, but... You know, it just seemed like people, they, they started leaning farther and farther on the jump scares and less and less on the creepiness. It's like, because it's like, I love the fucking creepiness, but you just almost don't even get that in movies anymore. You get like a little bit of it. You get, you know, enough, but the olden days of just getting a movie that was full on creepy, it's just, that was like almost gone. Well, I like to see that with, I mean, there's some jump scares in it, but that's why I liked Black Swan, because that movie, there was like, it's like, there's that thing where it doses a little bit of like, off-putting, like, wait, what the fuck was that? 
Mm-hmm. And for the rest of the movie, you don't know if it's going to happen again. So it kind of gives And it's you... sold as a drama, so I think that's also what makes it kind of nice, is you think you're going to go see this drama movie, and then you're like, oh, fuck, it's actually kind of a creepy horror movie. Well, even that cover, the poster was kind of creepy looking, just because it was just her, like, all dolled up, and her eyes were, like, black and red. So mm-hmm. even that, like... But no, I mean, we've, like, sung these praises a lot, but yeah. Well, yeah, that, that that's, you know, a great one. But yeah, I just kind of wish there was just a little bit more of that stuff, and... Yeah, if Kevin Smith and Anna McElfresh could do theirs, that would be awesome. And I know they talk about doing a TV show. And whenever I hear a TV show, it's always like, oh, well, it's not going to be nearly as cool. It's like, whenever whenever somebody does it, it's like TV shows, it's not saying that a TV show can't be good, but it always just feels like that's more like, oh, you couldn't do a movie? Well, here's the half-assed option instead. At least you can still do it, but it's not going to be nearly as cool as a movie. That's pretty much what the TV show always just kind of reminds me of. Once again, not saying that you can't do a good TV show, but it's just the budget's never going to be there. You're going to have to split it up between, you know, six to 24 episodes, give or take, and so on, you know. So I think it just, it's almost like you can just kind of see it dropping down, where like a movie, you just get your two hours of like, it's all fucking dialed in, you're going to get the best special effects you can get, and so on. I think it depends on the story you're telling. I think that there's some stories where you could get away with something more longer and more drawn out mm-hmm. than there are those where it's just like, let's cut to the fucking chase. Because yeah. watching Breaking Bad, that was one of those things where... I feel like that would make, make the most awesome three hour long movie. I did like Breaking Bad, but at the same time, I thought there was a lot of uh, the stuff between... I, I feel like they had to force shit in with... Skyler and her sister. And the retarded son. And, the... and like, some of that stuff came around full circle in some way, but it always took a minute to get there. And people say, oh, it's a payoff. And sometimes like, yeah, but it was kind of boring. And it then we kind of got there. It yeah. was, you know, I mean, I kind of get some of that. I mean, I don't know. One of my favorite, I'm, I'm you said like a three hour movie. I think I could see that. Be, it could be two and a half hours probably. But I feel like Breaking Bad would make a badass movie. I feel like you could probably do that like in maybe... 10 years we're gonna do breaking bad the movie and make it like a three-hour movie that kind of condenses like season one or takes different elements or throws a curve well you can put all you can put all five seasons in that i mean you would obviously cut out a lot of stuff but there's so much filler in there that's kind of like you probably wouldn't need like if you just did the core storyline like you know you just do your first hour is just fucking him like being introduced to this he's making money Boom, it's like starting to pay off. You know, he's got his cancer, but it's like, it's all, he's almost getting like more positive results. And then next thing you know, in like your second hour, that's when he starts ending up, oh fuck, now these there's gangsters that are coming after me. Shit's going down. We have to kind of like watch what we're doing. And then by the third hour, that's when you can have it where it all starts maybe crumbling if you want to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just kind of minus out, just minus out the filler. Like, fuck the wife. Like, maybe like she gets hit by a bus at the very beginning and that's it. <laughs> the you perfect version. Spencer's well, perfect version. But my perfect version is that it's just Walt just fucking lives by himself. He's got cancer. That's what makes it sad. It's like, oh, he's got nobody but his students. He finds his other. He finds this one student who's always kind of a you know a derelict, anyways. Jesse, and that's where he starts making fucking money. He's like, oh, my life actually starts to have meaning again, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you know he gets introduced to Saul and Mike and so on. But that's what I feel. It's like the only thing that I think that actually works better in TV is animation. Animation is the one where I actually think animated TV shows are actually better than animated movies because I think it's just the way that animation can go. It's like in, you can tell more story in less time in animation. You know, like, a 20-minute episode of, like, say, Batman is, like, equivalent of, like, a 40-minute episode of, like, a TV show. It's weird how that is, but just, like, I think just the pacing can go by faster, and you can get... And in animation, even if you're on a TV budget, you can do anything you want, you know what I mean? You can go to different dimensions, you can go to outer space, you could, you know, you, know, you can do anything. That's what I'm kind of wondering why that is, because I'm looking at that, I mean, that's why 
I think the big thing with just animation right now is you got so few things that want to take a risk and make something more than a PG-13 animated movie. Mm-hmm. And you look at some old Disney movies, and you could say what you will about like a Disney plot structure and all that, but Disney does a fantastic job of letting you know what this character is, what this character is about, mm-hmm. within like two minutes of seeing him. Like, some of the things they'll do, like, it's a lot of that old school filming, a lot of that old school, I can't think of any directors off the top of my head, but it's like a lot of old black and white movies. Before you'd even see a character, you would almost hear him talking on the phone with somebody, and you'd be seeing, like, it's almost like, see their like, actions. A of, like a lot of, like, a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, like, Rear, here's a better example, Rearview Window. We got that. We got um, Jimmy Stewart's story before we ever even see him. You yep. see the picture on the wall. You see he did all the. He's a photographer. We see the thing that even got him in the accident. You see like the, the tire about to hit the camera, and then we pan over to him, and he's in a cast. Yeah, so can't go no. Oh yeah, that's right. Because in that part. Yeah, exactly. So it's like. Yeah, there is those kind of things you can do and just really get it across really quickly. Or that's even like Mad Max does that too. In the first mm-hmm. Mad Max, like you see like his gloves. You see, like, his glasses. You see his car. You see all these elements of kind of who he is. I mean, not not as much as the Jimmy Stewart one, but it's still kind of before you even see him. I don't think, because it's not until he steps out of the car, I think, until you see a full shot of Mad Max. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you, by chance, watch uh, Bright on Netflix? I did. That movie was fucking sick. Like, I liked it a lot. I was like, holy fuck. The only thing about it is, like, I know some people kind of like, because Laura watched it too, and she's like, I just wish they explained more of the story. And the way I looked at him, like, you know what this fucking is? This is fucking Lord of the Rings, but if Lord of the Rings took place today. You know what I mean? That's how I looked at it. It was like, you know, 2,000 years ago or whatever, that was like, you know, almost like the Battle of, like, Mordor or something like that. And then now it's, you know, we're in the future and we kind of live in, like, regular society, but you still have orcs and fairies. And and I liked how there was even other stuff, too. Like, there was a fucking centaur police officer in there. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and all kinds of other things. And now the story's kind of like, you have this fantasy world circling everything, but you really have just this simple kind of police structure going on, and you can kind of tell that it's like this is my like kind of, this is what kind of bummed me out more than it's like I wish that movie was not a Netflix movie. I wish it was just a full on like fucking Universal or you know Warner Brothers or somebody did that because I feel like like by being a Netflix movie, it's almost like they pulled the budget down because it made it feel like it was almost like it wasn't a made for TV movie, but it was like in between a made for TV movie and a like a full on feature. Because I feel like it could have just used just a little bit more. And it's just one of the movies, like, how sweet would that movie be to watch it on the big screen? Yeah, no, I kind of see what you're saying in that aspect. I think that that maybe had some impact on the way the world kind of looked. Because, I mean, I just thought the movie was okay. I, didn't, I, I heard people like, it's fucking horrible! Like, oh, whatever. People say about whatever. Dude, I thought it was, it was fucking sick. Like, I just thought, like, the concept was so cool. I want to see a second one. Because I want to see him go into more depth. Because I will say, and this is also where I feel like the budget restraints. Like, they never showed, like, the Satan guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, instead, even, and like, I don't even need that much. You could do, like, how in uh, Prince of Darkness, John Carpenter's, how you, the Satan character they keep talking about at the very end, you just only see his arm pull that. Is it the girl or the guy? No, I think it's the girl through the mirror. And that's the only thing you ever see of him, but it's still, like, enough. Like, just something like that would have been kind of cool. And also, the other thing, too, and once again, I think this is all due to the budget. I wish they would have showed, like, a snapshot of almost, like, the 2,000 years ago, just, like, a battle scene, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I use this as an example. Like, in Justice League, when they show mm-hmm. when Steppenwolf was fighting everybody, you know, with the Amazons and the, yeah. you know, back in the old days. I wish they just did something like that. And that's the thing. Is I just think that's the budget. Because you can kind of, I know, it's just one of those ones, like, 
since it's on Netflix, since you know that they don't have to pay, like you, you know, they just kind of could pull some things. They're like, "Fuck, you know, the only expensive thing on this movie is Will Smith." At the end of the day, maybe David Ayer and Will Smith mm-hmm. are the only things that are kind of expensive. But I just thought overall, I'm like, dude, that's you think about it, it's like, oh, and then it's also I had what's it? John Landis's son was the one that wrote it, Max Landis. But um, it is that kind of movie you just watch and like, God, that's it's like I'm surprised nobody's really ever done that before. You take like because in a sense it was Lord of the Rings. Somebody really fucking wanted to make Lord of the Rings slash you know a little Modern bit of Greek day. mythology and Norse and so on. But that's what Lord of the Rings is pretty much Norse just with a spin. But, um, yeah, and just do it, like, in modern day. Like, what if these, like, you know, everything there, and, you know, orcs were there, and, you know, fucking um, elves, and so on. And I just, I'm like, dude, that's a fucking great concept. I like how it was, like, done in, like, a police movie. So it's kind of like Into Watch meets Lord of the Rings. I thought it was totally sick. It's just, like, like, and maybe for me, I'm just more blown away because I think the concept's so cool. It's like, you know, and I like what was kind of going on and everything like that. And, see, I like David Ayer so much. And even though it's like, yeah, there's some things missing, but it's like, I can kind of just see it's like, it was just, since it was on Netflix, like, TV shows on Netflix, that's cool. But, like, you know, movies, like, I don't know, it's just kind of like, you you know, if if it was like a total indie movie, that's fine coming out on Netflix. You know what I mean? Because you're probably not going to get that. But it's like, a Will Smith movie, there's no fucking reason for it to come out on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, I'll say this, the the Brad Pitt movie that came out on Netflix, that was one of those ones since it was kind of more of a drama comedy that's kind of okay, but the second you kind of have an action movie, it's like, what's, you know, think about it. What's the number one movie you want to see in theaters more than anything else? They're action movies. You know what I mean? Like, that's the movie. If, if you have a choice between a comedy, an action, and a drama, what are you going to go see in theaters first, probably? Yeah, the action, the action movie. Because you want to see the special effects and everything like that. And that's, I mean, even this movie, even though it's a, you know, it's a little bit smaller of a movie, still it's like, all I thought about, like, God, this would be so badass in theaters. My thing with the movie was, uh, I love the concept. But I felt like it was too much of just, uh, I felt like a lot of the alien species, not the alien, the, uh, the monsters and the mytho- mythological creatures didn't have enough of their own identity. I don't want to sound all art schooly about it, but just how, you know, all the orcs, what were they? Just typical ghetto, you know, they're all in jerseys. I like how they kind all- of mixed, though. They were, they were like, a mix between, like, almost like a gangbanger and a punk rocker. I thought that was kind of like, that's kind of cool. Like, like they were almost this in-between between that those two. I mean, I know that's totally like making it out. Like, because Laura looks, she's like, oh, so the orcs are the black people in this world? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they just, I feel like... And the gutter punks. <laughs> the thing is, there's that part when they go into their lair and you actually see there's like a throne made of like horns and bones mm-hmm. and all that. And... And the way the guy's even talking in that aspect, it wasn't even too, like, because, you know, he says, like, I'm actually not even from L.A., I'm from Miami, like, that whole speech he gives right there, that's not even, I don't even think that's badly written, I didn't think that was all too stereotypical or anything, mm-hmm. but the whole, you know, like, um, but the whole, I-, I can understand if you're trying to make a metaphor with the way, you know, minorities are being treated with, um, with police and all that, and brief police brutality, I get that, but the other aspect is... I just think it would have been more interesting and more easier, not easier to do, but more interesting if they just still had like a little bit more of a, like, well, how do I put this? Like after, uh, not so grudgy, not, well, maybe it could be grudgy, but I mean, it could be more like, it looks more like kind of orcish, like modern day orcish rather than they're just wearing jerseys. They're just wear. they're just in the, it just looks like the hood, but they're just monsters. That's all. That's the only real difference. Yeah. And I think that that in itself was just kind of like, I mean, it was probably a lower budget kind of thing. Well, that's I think. I think a lot of those issues are due for the because the movie is, as I said, it's like an in-between between a made-for-TV movie and, you know, 
and a, and, and a full-on feature. So I think that, that I, I, I look at those things and I go, that's probably just a budget thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's why the movie is pretty much just like a simple police movie. It's all about like, oh, the fuck, they saw this, cr- you know, here's the crime, which is the want, mm-hmm. and now everybody's chasing them down, and they gotta fucking get away, and now they're kind of wanted, like, it's like, it has like this police story, but I just like the, I just like the fact that you just, you just sprinkled that little bit of fantasy on there, and as I said, like, all I think it would take is just like, if you did a second one, and you gave it a, a big budget, I think you would have like a fucking sick movie. I mean, it's, it's, if he did make a sequel, I would watch it. I'm not saying like, oh, this movie's fucking horrible. I thought it was interesting, and uh-huh. there, I, I really like the concept. I'm just kind of wondering how much of the budget or how much of it just kind of uh, hindered maybe what was originally. Because I think it was one of those scripts that was sitting there. This is actually a script that's been sitting there for a while. Because I remember back in 2009 or 2010 hearing Max Landis say, oh yeah, I got this movie where it's about a fantasy world in modern day. Because all fantasy world movies always take place in medieval days. Mm -hmm. So... And I know it's a cop movie. So it was one of those things where, oh, this is that movie. It finally happened, but it came out on Netflix. So it, yeah. I don't know. I think it's one of those things that was just probably a weird sell to some people. Like, let me get this straight. You want it to be like Lord of the Rings, but you want it to be cops? I don't fucking get it. I can see some producers Well, I'll say this. Shit. The trailer was almost misleading. I thought they were all fairies in the trailer because they didn't say orcs or anything in there. They said like, oh, it's a fairy. So I thought that was like... Oh, maybe that's just a man fairy that Will Smith's writing with. And mm-hmm. then it's like when I saw that movie, it's like, oh, it's an orc? Why didn't they fucking just, like, announce... I didn't feel like the trailer real... They should have sold it more as, like, when Lord of the Rings meets End of Watch. You know what I mean? It needed something like that, and I think it would have made a little bit more sense. And I don't know if this is Will Smith and David Ayer being punished for, like, Suicide Squad. Maybe it <laughs> like, might be. Like, well, if you, you did bad, here's, you only get half the budget. Yeah, you only get half the fucking budget. You only get Netflix, so we don't have to fucking advertise this shit. Because mm-hmm. that's pretty much, you know, you think about it, at the end of the day, you like you probably save a ton of cost by going to Netflix. I'm not going to deny it. And you kind of get the movie into, like, everybody's hands. But it almost comes back around to this sort of thing that, I mean, you pay for Netflix, but I think that, like, people kind of, that goes over their head the second that, the, you know, it's all monthly, just comes out of their credit card. You, you don't see it. You know what I mean? It's not like you yeah. go to the movie theater. Even if you got something like MoviePass, you still whip out your card. You still get your ticket and your receipt and everything like that. So sometimes I feel like, though more people can almost see it when it's on Netflix... I think there's, like, the only downfall to being on Netflix, I think it gives that sort of feeling like you didn't really pay for it, so you don't have any, like, value in it. You're, there's nothing at stake, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you go to the movie theater, and let's just say you, you paid cash, or you bought the movie on DVD or Blu-ray, you know, and you paid 20 bucks or something like that for it, or even 10 or 5 bucks for it, you still have that commitment, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. put the money down, you pick this thing out... And you got that. Well, on Netflix, it's just kind of like you just—it's like TV. It's almost like you just click it on. You almost forgot that you paid ten bucks or twelve bucks a month or whatever the fuck it is. And I think that almost kind of makes it. There's not nearly as much at stake, so it's easier to like not like something nearly as much because it's—it was free. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was there was nothing like, eh, I didn't have to go out of my way to do it. I didn't have to sacrifice anything necessarily. I guess it depends on the person you are, because I can, I can see some people being more of kind of like, I had to get up and drive all the way over there? Fuck! I mean, Jesus Christ, look at the new Star Wars. How many people are just shitting down that thing's throat? Well, it's weird, because people either really like it, or they really hate it. And then I went and saw that again in theaters, and I actually liked it a lot more. And I think it's just like any movie. Once you kind of yeah. know how it's going, you know what I mean? Because I think when I'm initially going into it, I'm thinking of it like, oh, you know, it'd be cool if they did this. Oh, they didn't do that. Oh, they think it'd be cool. Oh, they're not going that direction. So then once I already know what it is, and I go back and see it, I'm like, no, I actually really liked it a lot more the second time. And I noticed kind of all the little things you don't catch, you know, the first time around and everything like that. And I even get, like, you know, it's like at the end. It's like, okay, Luke Skywalker obviously can't have a lightsaber battle with him because the whole point is he's not actually there and so on. 
And I like how, I didn't notice this the first time around, but like, when they fucking open the Millennium Falcon at the end, it's like, oh, you know, fucking race to all the Jedi books, which, if Luke Skywalker didn't burn those down, I think how pissed he would have been, like, coming there, like, what the, what the fuck, that bitch ripped me off! Fucking took it! Yoda! Yoda! You fucking let this! It's like, see, Yoda knew, he's like, he's like, that's why I burnt this shit down. That's why I even said, like, um, not what she already has. What was it? Like, yeah, she, no, she already has all those. Yeah, because you fucking stole it. <laughs> Fucked up you'll have again, young Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel kind of bad. It's like, okay, those, Yoda's pe- those people that have up. been there for, what, like, 10,000 plus years? Like, that fucking, they're like, our job is to take care of the Jedi Temple. Now they're fucking out of work. <laughs> they got no fucking temple that burnt down. Fuck, they don't even know what happened, probably, because probably Luke didn't explain it to them. One fun- day they're going to wake up and be like, oh, fuck, 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 for years that's been our one fucking job is taking care of this place, and I don't know what happened, and the, the fucking master, he's dead, he's fucking dead, what do we do? They don't even know that, they're walking around like, motherfuckers running around naked somewhere, here's his robes. Yeah, here's his robes, like, <laughs> what's he doing, you know what I mean, like, like, you know for a fact Luke didn't tell those people anything. No, he's just like, I just, you know, they catch me fish, they cook my fish. They do my laundry for me. It's like, well, how do you think you... And like, you know, and he invites that one bitch come over one day, and then what she does, she just, like, fucking... Blasts breaks a fucking hole in the wall. Then she makes our crate. <laughs> yeah, she just got... barrel. She fucking chops down our, our nice stone that we used to worship every day. <laughs> she, she did nothing. Her fucking Wookiee ate all of her, like, birds pets. on the island. Our pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. She stole our shit. God, it was fucking like Captain Cook all over. Like that, that I'll, I'll say this. I can't help but. I mean, I want. I'm considering. We said like you know, some people talk too much about like what they want to do before they actually get it going. I'm considering about making a, a video, talking about this in detail. It's not set in stone. It's going to happen. But I'm considering it. But I'll just say the shorter bridge version of this. I think people are. I think Star Wars is this thing that has too many different fan bases. And what I mean by that is, to some people, Star Wars is the original trilogy. To some people, it is both the original trilogy and the prequels. Some people, prequels more than mm-hmm. the original trilogy. Other people, like my nephews, they know of that shit, but they mainly like the Clone Wars. Yeah. And then you get people who their jumping off point was the movies, and then they started reading the expanding universe for 15 years. So that's their world. That's their world. So I feel like... We, it's Star Wars is this weird thing that has to try and please too many people. And when it tries to focus in on more than one or the other, everyone gets kind of pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. And th- this is how I look at it. Like, this is how I've always kind of like looked at Batman throughout the years. I'm going to use that as my example. Is okay, Batman, this is what you do. Everybody's Batman's a little bit different than the next person's Batman. And... It, I mean, you take your hands and you collect all the Batman that you like. You know what I mean? So you put in your life, well, what's, what's my favorite Batmans? I like Batman Hush. I like Neil Adams' Batman. You know what I mean? I'm going to put in there, like, I like the movies. I don't care. You know what I mean? And you just kind of put, you know, uh, the animated series. And you put that together and that forms your Batman. You know, at the end of the day, he's still Batman, but he can be slightly different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe in one person's Batman, you're like, I like my Batman a little bit more violent. I like when he fucking breaks people's legs and lets them not be able to walk again. Or I like it when he's Punisher Batman and he actually kills, you know? Or somebody goes like, I like when Batman is like Adam West as can be. You know, he's a real nice guy, he's funny and everything like that. And, you know, your Batman's all slightly different, but at the end of the day, it's still Batman. Now, going to Star Wars, I kind of have the conclusion, it's the same thing with Star Wars. 
You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's nothing that says that any of that expanded universe doesn't happen. I look at it like a multiverse thing. That's just a different mm-hmm. timeline in Star Wars. Fuck, if everything else in Star Wars can happen, why can't there be multiple timelines? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't like this Luke Skywalker, fuck, maybe in the other one, you know, he's with Mara Jade, they got the Jedi Temple, fucking Kyle's there hanging out and shit. You know, it's Jedi outcast all over. So, it's just, I, I think that's the thing, is people take it almost like too, I don't know what it is about Star Wars. It's like in, I guess you could say that they say anything about Star Trek. Just Star Trek, you don't, you know the, the worst thing you ever hear is like, I don't like J.J. Abrams' Star Trek because it's, and I'm like, Fuck you guys. That, those ones are fucking amazing anyways. But like, and that was, once again, that's an alternate timeline. So you don't, doesn't give a fuck. If you don't like it, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, it's the multiverse of Star Trek. So, and it's like here of Star Wars, it's like, I don't know why people take it so like serious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like everything. You know what I mean? Like, just, just like, you know, I can't believe they do this. Like, you're watching somebody else's fucking story at the end of the day. Like, what did you expect? It's you, you know what I mean. I mean, I don't, here's the, here's another thing. Like, I don't take Rotten Tomatoes that seriously, but like right now, around Rotten Tomatoes, that thing for critics, it's somewhere in the nineties. Audience, it's like fifty, which that is fucking. It's mostly, it's mostly it's always supposed to be the other way around. Yeah, usually it's like the audience loves the fuck out of it. Where the well, that that has me wondering. Like, well, first off, how many people have a Rotten Tomatoes? Account. Account. That's yeah. one thing. Who the fuck has a run? Who, who <laughs> signs up for who signs up for that, you know? Yeah. So there's that. And then the other aspect is I think that don't 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 take this as me shitting on it, but Star Wars isn't as isn't as special as it once was. And by that, I mean that's coming mm-hmm. from someone who has a big like a new hope, like horizontal poster in his room, has yeah. an Admiral Akbar pop vinyl, so keep that in mind who's saying this. But what I mean by that is there's a time where Star Wars was the only thing that was giving you something on this scale that was a big adventure mm-hmm. that parents and kids could enjoy. Yep. And when it came out, it was, huh, you guys like that? You might never see it again. Unless yep. there's a special screening going on down the road or unless if they play it, ran it one day on TV, maybe you'll see it again. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And then one day we get VHSs and DVDs like, oh shit, I can watch this anytime I want. And then yeah. it goes from, oh, you, we're gonna do like, yo, I got a new trilogy for you. Oh, it's been ten, it's been another 10, 15 years. We got a brand new trilogy. Only this one, Doctor Who's stopping a trilogy. We're gonna have this thing come out every fucking year until it stops making money. And then <laughs> we're just gonna run it into the ground, pretty much. That's that's like literally what they're saying. And then not only that, you got things that pulled from Star Wars. Like say what you will, I mean. Marvel, really, when it gets down to it, a lot of major, a lot of major like um, film uh, trilogies or major film series going on right now are really pulling from Star Wars. The way they do a blockbuster and all that. Well, the uh, Star Wars pretty much invented the blockbuster, invented the structure of a three trilogy or well, they're all trilogy. You know what I mean? But like where you start off with like almost like you got the starter film, then you got the second one where shit kind of goes awry, mm-hmm. and then you got the big battle to finish it all off and. You know, bring hope back to wherever the fuck you are. You know, I mean, like look, Lord of the Rings is that same fucking exactly. I mean, I know that came before Star Wars, but you know what I mean. Like that structure is just kind of there. And even as a movie, I'd almost even feel that Lord of the Rings, even you know, because like you got the books, yes, that's one thing. But then like the movies almost give it even a more like Star Wars esque feel. You know, um, I guess you could even say fucking Matrix is kind of like that too. At the end of the day, because you know the first Matrix is almost kind of like Star Wars one. It's like it's a complete movie. Boom! All right, Episode four. Boom, it's a complete movie. And then next thing you know, you got the second one and shit goes around at the end. Yep, and then you get the third one where they got the big conflict battle towards the end, you know, and I mean, people have used that forever and it's like, it's not, it it always works. You can never really go wrong with it. But, 
It is one of those ones like Star Wars does like influence like anything and everything. In movie making, I, I will say, I think Star Wars is the biggest deal movie of all time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that really changes the aspect. I mean, how many movies from the 70s are still that pop? How many movies from the 70s can you just go to any fucking store and find a t-shirt of? Here's my question, though. Is it one of those things where... I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to totally discredit Star Wars. It is one of my favorite things. But I'm just trying to view it realistically. Um, mm-hmm. Is it one of those things? It is... I mean, it is a big deal. There's no denying that. And it had its impact. But did it stay relevant? Because... George Lucas, because it was one of those things, because you can actually map it out, because what, um, Return of the Jedi came out in like what, 81, 84, 84, 80, Return of the Jedi was like 84? Yeah, because I want to say it's 77 for the episode 4, I want to say it's 81 for Empire, and I want to say it's 84 for Return. Okay, so 84, alright, we have no Star Wars for a while, and then, you know, our generation's born, and then they have the re-releases with the digitally enhanced stuff and all mm-hmm. that that come out in the 90s, Yeah, and then we get... The prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then Riders are done with the prequel trilogy. Like, okay, I guess that's Star Wars. Like, wait a minute, wait. Um, two, three years later, we get a Clone Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. And then, um, 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 Disney, you want this shit? Here you go. So I feel like it's always kind of been the lexicon to some extent, really. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like that if he just stops at the trilogy, maybe there would be this big drop-off. Like, the original trilogy, let me say. Yeah. I feel like there may have been this big drop-off and people would have stopped talking like, oh, yeah, Star Wars, that was some cool shit. Yeah, moving on. Now. Yeah, it would have been like The Godfather or something like that. You know what I mean? Because like that, that, that's a perfect example of, like, there's another really big 70s movie, but you don't just see it everywhere. You know, that's it's a movie more for film buffs mm-hmm. and, you know, gangster, like, lovers and things like that. You know what I mean? It's not just a movie that... Is you know I mean nobody's just walking around the street with a Don Corleone shirt that they got from Walmart or something like that. You see that once in a while, but not as frequently as like Chewbacca or Darth. Vader. Well, that's I mean that, you do see it, but you don't see it like it's, you can't just it's not. As we as can't as just go walk into a Kmart, a Walmart, and a Target and find a fucking Godfather shirt. You're, every not, single you're not likely to find someone dressed as like Don Corleone or like Fredo at the next Comic Con you go to. Yeah, or you know like another big '70s movies like Jaws. You you see you know you'll you'll see a T-shirt from here or there, but it's not like it's guaranteed to be in every store. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I mean, obviously, if, if there was probably, like, more Jaws movies, I know there's, like, four of them, but, you know what I mean, if there was, like, Jaws was, like, relevant throughout the years, because I think that's the other thing about Star Wars, is it kind of, like... Made itself relevant. Yeah, you know what I mean, the prequels, that brought it back in a really big way, and then even now, and then, you know, the video games kind of kept it alive throughout the 80s and 90s, because really, at the end of the day, that was, like, the Star Wars of the 80s and 90s was the video games, and the, the books, but the, the video games pretty much were all based off the books anyways, and so on. So you kind of have that, but... Yeah, it, it, it is kind of funny how, it's just weird how serious some people, like, sort of take this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, I, you know, it's like, I, I like all these things too, but at the end of the day, I, I know it, it's not my series, you know what I mean? It's it's not my series. I didn't fucking invent it. I just can, I can sit down and be grateful that they make them, and I get to enjoy them. I wish they would fucking, I wish there was a LucasArts game company to make sweet games again, but, you know, those days I feel are kind of gone for the moment. I feel like EA, they might take it back from EA. We'll see what happens. Yeah, because EA is kind of getting all those kind of weird scandals going on, but... Still, it's just one of those ones because you think about like all like you know just there was a great time period of like video games from Star Wars and you know that that was where I learned my expanded universe was from Shadows of the Empire and Jedi you know Outcast and Dark Forces and I can't help but feel like some people want to hate it. I, I don't know. I can't help but feel like that sometimes. Well, I, I think that's true. I think some people go in there and go, "Not my Star." Like they instantly have arms crossed. And even though they paid ten bucks to get inside, they already are pissed that they're already there. Like, but they, they, it's like they have to see it because for some reason there's some driving force that says 
because they like other Star Wars stuff, they should see this thing. You know, you know what I mean? There's like, there's always that weird like thing like that. Like when I went to go see it the second time, I already knew exactly how the story was going to go and everything like that. So I just kind of went in there and went, you know, I know how this goes, and I really actually liked it. I mean, my only like light complaint the other day is I wish there was more lightsaber battles. That's that's about mm-hmm. it. That's still kind of it. I did kind of realize one thing. I'm like, you know what? Even though I like Poe and Finn a lot. Shit, that all their actions in that movie only just make things worse. <laughs> like, literally, if, if you would have just, if Poe and, and Finn would have just got fucking knocked out at the very beginning of the movie and woken up. Things would have gone by so smoothly. Oh my god, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't notice it until I was I'm like, nothing they did is very good. Like, fucking Poe Dameron just kills people without, like, any remorse. Like, fuck, I didn't, we didn't fucking die. Like, fuck those bombers. <laughs> They're like, yeah, Poe, you just, you, you blew $10 billion on there. It's like, yeah, well... We blew up that ship, didn't we? Yeah. We got more. Yeah, you know, fuck. We'll just go get some more. Like, we got that casino planet down there. They got children. You could get them for, like, a nickel. <laughs> po, Po, jeez, calm down. Like, no, dude, like, seriously, why? I'll, here, I'll fly down there. We'll go get some kids, and we'll train them to go fly those bombers again. You're like, hey, take the sack. Yeah, and then it'll like, be, like, reverse Santa Claus. And then even, too, it's like, yeah, I thought about, like, when, when Finn and, um, what's her name, Star or Rose? Rose, Rose goes down there. Shit, that that didn't do him any good. That whole get getting the fucking code breaker and getting in there and everything like that that plan just didn't even fucking. In fact, it made it worse. More people died because of that plan. Antonio Ben Antonio Antonio. Uh, uh, if Laura Dern would have just name? had her plan, all those people probably would have snuck off of that planet and nobody would have fucking noticed. But of course, Finn and Poe had to fuck that up. Yeah, what's what's his name? Um, um uh, Benicio Benicio del Toro. He like he's basically reverse Lando. He doesn't have us come around. Yeah, because Ryan Johnson even said that like he wanted to do a thing where it's kind of going because the, the movie does use it uses things against you given your prior knowledge of Star Wars. Because when I saw Snoke, I assumed Snoke. Okay, he's not going to die. Why? He's the Empire character. Mm-hmm. He's going to be here at least till the third movie. Yeah. Oh, they just wasted this fucker. Yeah, I, I like that. They just wasted this crusty old bitch. All right, cool. And then you're watching the movie. And there's the part where, oh, wait, this weird, sketchy-ass dude, he's not so bad. He gave her her necklace back. And then he's like, sells him out. So I just had to do what I had to do. And then, like, Finn says, I'll see you later. He's all like, that's all, folks. Yeah. Like, the movie ends right there. Pops up in the fucking circle, giving like a thumbs up. They're all fucked. Think of how much they would have paid Warner Brothers. I know exactly, just for that. But it would have been well worth it. Like ballsiest way to end a Star Wars movie. We wouldn't even see what the result. We just assume with sinister intent to the tune of a Looney Tune theme. But anyway, but he even has that whole thing where where he says like. Like, I'll, we'll see you again. Like, you might. And you see, he feels kind of bad for it, but it's like, hey. But he's also standing there with a fucking, like, a ginormous fucking tray of cash. So at the end of the day, he's like, well, I don't know. You see, he feels kind of bad, but he's just kind of like, uh. He's just like, today they blow up you, they blow you up, tomorrow you blow them up. He just slams the thing, like, whatever. You know, it's the way it is. Well, because I guess he's the one character that sort of points out, because everybody has this, like... What I kind of like is Benicio's really the guy who breaks the stereotype of Star Wars. It's like, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. And then you kind of realize, like... Because that's what I kind of like think about in Star Wars. I'm like, you know what? None of these people are really good. They're all a bunch of shitty people. Like, whether you like it or not, is the Empire and the Republic really that much different? I mean, the, the movie makes you want to believe it is, but... 
still think about it. Like, how many fucking people has the, has the fucking Republic and the Rebels killed that were just regular Joes doing a fucking job in the fucking Empire? Well, even, like, the Republic. It was just, kind of like, what was it, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Padme goes up and she's like, My people are being massacred! Duh, what the fuck you want us to do about it? <laughs> That's, like, the most we ever see the Republic do. And then, like, you know, the, the you know, Jedi are like, Shit, we'll help out. Yeah. Well, okay. Oh, and we, the uh, the water people, who you've kind of, like, just pushed yeah, aside. Yeah, we don't let you walk freely into Boo. And gave us our own bathrooms. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll help out, too, now, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, our sewer line runs to your house. That's how we yeah. connect it. <laughs> That's the great connecting force between our cultures. Yeah, I mean, because, like, at the end of the day, it's like, I, I use Coruscant as an example. Look at Coruscant. What the fuck is the difference between Coruscant and the fucking Death Star? No, not, not a big difference. Not yeah, it's, just a, it's a bunch of shitty people. It's probably more shitty people living in Coruscant than there is on the Death Star. At least in Death Star, it's just a bunch of guys working a job. My th- yeah, there's that too. Just on <laughs> The Death just... Star's a very like blue-collar place to be. Kevin Smith really pointed that out. And then I was listening to, believe it or not, it was, this, it was just one of these kind of days. I was listening to the Attack of the Clones audio commentary. Uh-huh. And George Lucas even said... So when Jane saw Bob were worried about all the stormtroopers that died in Death Star, don't worry, they were just bugs. Bugs? Because those the bugs that created the plans for it. They go to that one plan. Oh, that's right, in Attack of the Clones. Because <laughs> they're just bu- bugs, not real not people. people. <laughs> they kill them with a raid can, I don't give a fuck. Shit, like, the, like those orcs. They don't have feelings. George Clooney. <laughs> George Lucas, I don't give a shit. Jawas aren't people. Jawa lives don't matter. <laughs> shit, Jawas aren't real. <laughs> They're like the midgets of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say there's even that whole thing about like there's just that whole thing about Star Wars that you like you said it's always the black and white. Yeah, thing. they're good or they're bad. Where this one even says, "Dude, Jedi's fucked up." Luke even pointed out. I think is he just being kind of jaded? Like, no, not really. He does. They, the movie does point out things. And even Yoda's like, yeah. he said the line. What was it? He said it was a line like our uh, greatest. Uh, says, failure is our greatest teacher. And then something to the effect of, I don't, I'm not going to say it word for word, but something to the effect of, all our pupils eventually outrank us. Yeah. They always surpass us in the end. So, and I think this the, the thing that happened, too, it's like, you know, you think about the Jedis, it's just, I think what made it go out of control was the fact that the second that the Jedi became sort of, like, sectored with the Republic and everything like that, and mm-hmm. wasn't its own free-reigned religion, mm-hmm. you know, like, the, the Jedi should be a called-upon force, like, in great need, but they shouldn't be tied in with the government. They got tied into the military, and I think that, yeah, that's the whole thing about the movie, why... Because that- Luke even said, like... During their greatest reign of power, they let Darth Sidious come in and destroy the empire, destroy the Republic, and create the Empire. Yeah, exactly, and, ch- and just switch it on over. And that's the only thing is like I do kind of wish in Episode Eight, like I just the idea that like there's just a part in there where you can almost go in such a cool direction where fucking um, Kylo Ren asks Rey, it's like, "Yo, fuck the Empire, fuck the Republic, let's do it, like let's do the third party thing." And I think that would have been... The libertarian? (laughs) Well, maybe not necessarily libertarian. It could be something else. It could be Green Party. You don't know. (laughs) We're going to go to Ewok. We're going to get the Green Party members. and. (laughs) But, you know, like, that would have been kind of cool because I kind of, like, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I guess the, the safe thing to do is go, yeah, rebels for life, you know, republic, you know. But it would have been kind of cool to say, no, fuck these guys. They're both terrible people. They've been terrible people for 10,000 years. Fuck them. Let's, let's do something different. You know what I mean? Why do we keep this Irish guy around? I don't know. Why is he not dead? I'm not too sure. I'm... Are you talking about the uh, evil general dude? Well, yeah, because I just think there's, a, there's that scene where he's like, he finds him and it's like, Kylo Ren's just like laying there like, 
and whatnot. And he's like, he's about to shoot him. He's like, how Hitler? And he's like, it looks like he's been like, oh, he fucking killed him right there. And then the next thing you know, he's fucking standing there in the ATAT. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. But um, I think they they want their they want their other general guy. They, they need some they need some force. They need to somebody make Kylo who... Ren to like measure dicks with. Yeah, exactly. But I just think that would have been such a cool place instead of just going back. Because really, what it does is there's an option for that third party. And then all of a sudden it's like, nah, let's not do it. Let's break this lightsaber and get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> break the lightsaber like they're like breaking some wishbones. Well, even that, that was literally, that literally is a metaphor presented physically. Yeah. The light and the dark reaching for a neutral force mm-hmm. that belong to someone in the middle. Yeah, exactly. And it splits apart. Yeah, it splits. But it's just one of those ones like... And because really, what happens is Kylo Ren just goes, "Okay, I guess I'm just the Emperor now, and we'll just do the Empire thing." And then she goes down and goes picks up all the the, the last of the rebels. But there's almost a period where it's like you could have so had something different. I just think that's just kind of a, I know I know that's one of those ones like that's the ballsy choice, and then, but it's just like the idea of having just like the third party actually have their say in the Star Wars universe and not being associated with these two. Well, I guess this would have been the creation of third party because there really has never been a third party in Star Wars. So that's the thing about well, it. Well, there's technically because if you played like the Star Wars the Galactic Battlegrounds game, that game was separated by like every, everybody was different segments in a sense, so it kind of made it out that like... Was that more expanded universe stuff from the books? No, it was more movie stuff than anything else. I mean, it had expanded universe in there too, but like... Like Tusken Raiders versus Ewoks? Well, it wasn't like that, because but you played it like based on like the different parties. So like you had Empire. I mean, and it mixed between like I guess you could say future and past. But so you had Empire, you had Republic, you had the Confederates, which were like Count Dooku and his people. You had like everybody was named by like a different sector of like government. There's probably about six or so. Was so this it, a computer game or board game? A computer game. Yeah. It was the one. It was like um, Age of Empires, but uh, on Star Wars. But Star Wars. So it was like, that to me is like, that was when I, I really noticed, like, oh yeah, these things are not, because you, you used to think about Count Dooku and stuff, I was like, but yeah, he's a completely different, like, you know, section, you know? Mm-hmm. He's not he's not the same thing as that, you know, obviously you could band together and work, but he's, you know, his own thing and so on. So you have these different people, I think, you know, you got the Wookiees and so on. So obviously it's, it's like countries, but it's almost kind of like different variations. You know, like, you think about it, probably if you went around the galaxy and took a poll, like, Hey, what are you? You know, Empire or Republic, or are you something else? Mm-hmm. You know, how many people are probably not just Empire and Republic? Well, yeah, no, I get you. Well, it's one of those things. The, the the narrative really makes you makes it so the Empire is bad because you just blow up planets to prove a point. Where rebels, they might have to do some shady shit here and there, but they it's never like we, we only blew up fake planets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even that, but it's one of those things where. The Empire always has, you know, they're like, just to prove a point, fuck you, Alderaan, boom. Yeah. Or just like, we're going to just destroy uh, the, these farmers. Why? We think they had a, dro- a droid. Fuck them. Bam. Yeah. Where the rebels, I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like, when people talk about, I mean, I don't know. I mean, okay, here, you just, here I'm going to go on sort of a, a Star Wars fan rant here. Mm-hmm. I don't get people who want the Empire to win over the, over the two. Over the two. I kind of get the point, like, I kind of get your point, be interesting to get a third party in there, say, hey, both sides are kind of shitty. Well, because here's the thing, too. We only get the cam- the camera, whenever the Empire does something bad, of course the cameras are rolling. Yeah. But how, here's the thing, when the Republic probably does something bad, they probably pull that away. No, we saw that in Rogue One. We saw that yeah. in Rogue One. We saw a little bit out in this as well. But here's the thing, though. It's like, when people say, fucking, imp-, and I'm saying this, I'm, regar- I'm, I'm acknowledging friends that have said this, too, so keep that in mind. But, like, when friends say... The fucking Empire is awesome. The Rebels are a bunch of fucking bitches. I'm like, okay, okay, let's break it down. Let's break it down for a minute. 
We are just let, let's let's not include Milo Zen, the Red Guard, who is a badass, you know, huntsman who's also a trained Jedi from the fucking books. Who's let's also not got, like a two foot cock. Yeah, let's not include like oh, this is. Abatha Kassar, who's a, a trained stormtrooper who learned from Darth Vader, who was only in the books. Let's disinclude in- all that shit. Let's yeah. just talk about the movies. When it gets down to it, I mean, no, we're on. That's expanding universe stuff. I get why people like that. But let's just break it down, all right? When we get to the Empire, who do you have that actually stands out? You got Darth Vader, which I get if people say he's your favorite character. I get yeah. that. You got Boba Fett, who's technically freelance. Yeah. You got Palpatine, who, whether you like him, okay, whatever. And then maybe you got Grand Moff Tarkin. Maybe, okay? You got four people there. Yeah. Now let's just bring it into the movies. Who do you got for the Rebels? And let's just keep this original trilogy here. You got Luke, Leia, Han, Han Wedge Antilles, Chewie, R2, 3PO, Admiral Akbar, yeah. Lando... Uh, Lando's Mexican buddy. Yeah, the, 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 the guy with the, pu- with the pussy for a face. Yeah, that guy. So, <laughs> it's like, you got a lot of more personality there. You got so much, whether you like those characters or not, you got so much more personality and so much more to distinguish between each character. Where the other ones, is like, okay, let's be honest, only two really cool characters, Vader and Boba, and Boba's only cool because of the expanded universe. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah, it's like, there's that, or I guess... Then here's, like, another party is, like, Job of the Hut. You know, I mean, like, they probably got their own different thing going on there, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I think, really, yeah, they got their own, because, you know, slavery's still a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably more of cool with the Empire. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it, it is one of those ones. It is... When you, when you do think of somebody saying... Like, because it's one of those ones, if you say Darth Vader's fucking awesome, because Darth Vader is that kind of... It's like, yeah, he's just kind of more like, you know, he's just got a high high-paying job, but... When you think about other people in there, it's like, if you say you kind of like the Empire, it's like, it's more like you almost kind of say, like, yeah, I like slavery, and I don't think people should have rights. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and fuck planets, if they don't, if they don't, like, agree, blow them up. It's like, it, I mean, it's like as hardcore right as you can get by, like, liking the Empire. I would just like to point out that I just don't think that the Rebels are nearly as good as we, we've been believed, oh, no, been said not. to believe they are. And here's the, I mean. I'm not going to judge the old Star Wars movies because they're supposed to be in that old-timey fantasy. Fairy tale. Yeah, it's supposed to be a fairy tale. Good versus evil. You know what I mean? Like that. So when you start going into deep politics and the those, it doesn't really work out that way. Now I'm using the ta- prequels, though, is like almost like that's the start of where I can start pulling these deep politics because that's where I start seeing, like, you know why the Rebel Alliance kind of faltered? Because they fucking, like, were just as bad. And almost at that time period, probably the Empire sounded like a much better thing. I could see, you know, I could totally see Mon Mothma turning a blind eye, like... You know, we made a deal. We actually kind of uh, kept an eye on this uh, on this cartel leader's like he- space heroin field in order yeah. to, in order for some security and guns. Yeah, exactly. There's things like that and all kinds of weird stuff, you know. But but yeah, it's so weird. How it's, at the end of the day, though, it's weird how people like are just like. Well, I just don't. Either people seem to really fucking love number eight, or they just don't seem to like it at all. But I, don't take it as me like just hating. I mean, I don't. I. I I get why, if someone doesn't like the movie, they don't like the movie, I get that. It's just how they're so angry about it. And, you know... Well, I'll say this. If you're actually a real Star Wars fan, I don't see how you can't like the movie. At the end of the day, you were just being a little bitch. You're just fighting words. But, I mean, like, you you were literally just being a little bitch because you can't handle something... 
because there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with the movie. Like, obviously, if you said you didn't like it, you probably just don't like Star Wars in general. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can get that. But if you go like, it's really my childhood. It's like, well, your childhood probably sucked dick anyways. <laughs> like, obviously, your childhood was like, I can't handle fucking change. And I don't <laughs> understand other people's opinions and different things. Like, because, yeah, it's like, as I said, like, it's probably like still my least favorite Star Wars movies. And that's not saying it's a bad thing. Like, I, if I like it a lot and that's my least favorite Star Wars movie, it's still fucking awesome. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's still Star Wars. But... And that's how I am. I'm just one of those people like, I'm fucking grateful that we get Star Wars movies. You know what I mean? Some mm-hmm. of these people here, like, if you let them have fucking control and something like that, I don't think we'd even get shit because they would lock everything up. Like, if some fucking, like, little bitch got his hand on the fucking red button that locked things up, next thing you know, fucking Star Wars wouldn't be able to be touched and Lord of the Rings wouldn't be able to be touched and Batman wouldn't be able to be touched because they'd be afraid that all their, like, hopes and dreams and memories are going to be fucking ruined because... Their own personal memories, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, like, Star Wars Episode Eight does nothing. Does nothing to really... You know what I mean? It's not like Luke Skywalker's like, oh, guess what? Luke Skywalker's a pedophile. That's why the Jedi Temple didn't work. You know what I mean? Like, if it was something like that, it was like, oh, he fucking... He was trying to grab Ben Ben Solo. (laughs) Yeah, he fucking raped him, like, every day. That's why he turned evil. That's why I'm the dark side. That's why I look like I work at Hot Topic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, if if that was, like, what it was, I could see, like, okay, that's maybe a little bit ruining your childhood. Like, I would say that would might be a little bit... Here's this guy that you had posters on your walls, and now you realize that he has just been a horrible pedophile. Every time he was... He literally fucked his nephew. <laughs> Every time Luke was off camera, he was touching the Ewok. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and fucking... R- yeah, no! R2 was in on it. He made R2 carry the camera. R2 was filming. <laughs> That's why R2 had to shut down for 25 years. He was deleting all the fucking footage that Luke had built up. <laughs> it took that long for him to fucking delete it all. But, like, okay, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, really, what is wrong with it? I mean, like, you're, you're getting everything you kind of want. Like, for me, it's like... I feel like there's a couple moments, like, I just wish that, like, they just acknowledge 1, 2, and 3 a little bit more. Like, as I said, when they go to that casino planet, instead of having the fucking, like, space, you know, horses, they should have had pod racers there. And just think how fucking badass it would have been. Like, you could even have a moment, too, where there's, you just have a guy just in the background, like, dude, you can't believe, one-of-a-kind pod racer, look what I bought here. And it pulls out Anakin's fucking pod racer or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, that would be so fucking sick. Like, why not? It's like, if you're gonna have these other callbacks, like, do it, like, something like that, that doesn't... You know what I mean? Like, nobody would be offended by that. You know what I mean? It's not like... Oh, someone would be. Well, you know, there's always a little bitch out there somewhere. But, like, you know what I mean? I don't care. Fuck here. If fucking Jar Jar Binks walked out, I'd probably be fucking ecstatic about that. You know what I mean? It's like, look at me! Let's pump the brakes. Well, if he walked out just to get hit by a pod, he's like, hey, no, ah! Like, get smashed by a Well, not even pod. that. Like, I, I don't even want Jar Jar Binks to die. Like, I don't actually hate Jar Jar Binks like most people. Like, he's one of those characters, like, I don't think he's, like, the greatest character, but I don't hate him. You know what I mean? Like, and he actually. If he was there and they kind of, like, could turn him around, I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? I know some people just have such dire hatred towards Jar Jar Binks. And it's like, he's not... I, I, remember, I remember, like, we had, like, back in the last, when I think Force Awakens came out, maybe it was even Rogue One, we were talking about, how do make Jar Jar a, good, a bad, a good guy? Just, your first your first thing was, what if he gets raped in prison? That makes him hard, that toughens him up, and that makes him angry. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe, like, there's just something that goes down like that, that, you know, he had to serve, I think if he just made him a cool bounty hunter or something like that, it'd be awesome. The but, R-rated Star Wars. But it's just one of those ones, like, sometimes this is something that always kind of bothers me in, like, creative things, is that, almost like, and I, mean, I think it's a nowadays thing, too, it probably has happened for years, but, like, you do something kind of, like, I guess you could say wrong, and then you kind of, instead of going like, you know what, 
Next time around, we're going to add a little bit more depth to this and fix that kind of problem. Instead, you do the thing where you just put it in the closet and don't talk about it. I think that, to me, is, like, worse. Like, own up to, like, what you did. Like, you know, like, for example, like, Jerry Banks going, like, okay, yeah, he's in episode one and people don't seem to like him. Well, guess what? We'll make him fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like literally just give him, give him a fucking makeover and fix that character. Just make him don't talk, for starters. Probably help. No, no, no. Just you, Maybe he slit that, his throat, so, but he's still alive and he has, like, some kind of robotic voice thing. Yeah, you could do something like that. I mean, like, yeah, you would just... You, but you, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like, own up the things and just really do it. And that's the only thing about these new Star Wars movies. I just kind of... They do that thing where... And it's, I know it's a trend nowadays, and I think it kind of started with Star Wars. But it's this thing where it's just like... You know, the movies that aren't, like, 100%, you know, loved across the board, let's just put those away. And It's not that they didn't happen, but we don't have to talk about them. I think that, to me, is, like, that's the pussy way out. That's, like, Mm -hmm. I can't own up to, like, maybe, like, things that aren't as perfect. You know, because I'll even say, that's 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 also my, like, light complaint to Jurassic World. I just don't like how they kind of tiptoe around, like, two and three. It's there, because you can see the elements of it, but they tiptoe around it, like, no, just be fucking open about it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. why hide it? You know what I mean? Because you're saying, fucking two and three are fucking awesome. I like two and three more than I like Jurassic World. So it's like, they're fucking great. And here's the thing. Hardcore Jurassic Park fans love two and three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they really do. And if you're like into the books and everything like that, fucking three really starts to make sense. Wasn't there some uh, Jurassic Park podcast you're listening to and you tuned out of it because all they did is they only liked number one? Or yeah, something? they didn't like two and three. I'm like, you guys aren't fucking fans. I'm sorry. You A true fan pretty much likes like er- everything. That's what I, I consider a fan. Like, some people want to make it out. They're like, I'm a fan of Star Wars, but I only like 4, 5, and 6. You're not a fucking fan. I'm sorry. You're not. You may like Star Wars a lot, but you're not a fan. Because a fan should like him for pretty much almost everything they do. Unless Luke Skywalker was molesting his nephew. Well, alright. Let's, let's, let's take a step back <laughs> just for a second. And I'll say, like, if there's a certain movie you're like, you know what? I didn't really care for 8, but I like every other one. Well, that, that's okay. But if you go, I fucking hate 8. It's the worst thing fucking ever. You're not a fan. I'm sorry. You're not a fan. I feel it's one of those things where... You could still, you know, because I, I love Batman, but I'm not a fan of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I've tried to be, but I still think of myself as a Batman fan because I like a lot of other things Batman. My mm-hmm. view is, here's my view. You don't want to just, like, say, I don't like what they're doing. I'm dropping everything. I'm fucking leaving. I'm never going to like this shit again. Like, very, like, you know, eventually. Mm-hmm. That's not the way I think you should handle it if you're a fan. It's kind of more of a fair weather kind of fan right there. I feel I feel like you're still able to, you know, dislike certain parts of the trilogy or dislike certain parts of whatever series. It's just more one of those things of, oh, are they kind of doing, like, do you like the majority of it? I think that makes you a fan. Do you like the majority of it? Then mm-hmm. you're a fan. It's not one of those things like, you know, I, I, I can look back at Batman Forever and Batman and Robin and see, okay, they were trying to do Adam West. And I recognize that and I see that. I don't prefer that. Yeah. But that's well, you never, never, never going to stop me from seeing another Batman movie again, though. Exactly. And you're not going like, do the worst things fucking ever. You know, this is how I look at it. I'll use a sports example. Okay. Being the true fan is like, okay. Like, be like, oh, I like the Raiders. And even if the Raiders are fucking losing year after year, you still fucking like them. You still hang out. You still fucking put your Raiders jersey on. Some of these Star Wars fans, I feel like they're the kind of people that are like, oh, I love, I love the Raiders when they're winning Super Bowls. And then the second they don't win Super Bowls, it's like, oh, I like the Steelers now. That's not a fan. That is not a fan. You were just fucking jumping ship for whoever's the winner. And I think that's how a lot of those people are. That like, If they like one movie, in a sense, like that's like it, the fucking, you know, it's like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park won the Super Bowl, but two and three, they didn't seem to make it all the way. Well, I'm not a fucking fan anymore. You're not a fan of Jurassic Park then. Mm-hmm. You, you, you think you are, but you're not. You like it. You know what I mean? But you're not a fan. 
You're not a diehard fan. You don't live and breathe by the fucking sword. By the lightsaber. <laughs> You're not going to throw yourself on that for it. Um, I'll say, uh, what was I going to say regarding that for a minute? Regarding well, fandom, we were talking about Star Wars. Um, Jurassic Park? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, di- about Disney itself, actually. Uh, Disney is always actually pretty self-to-correct, I notice. They're always really good at course-correcting to some extent. Because if you look mm-hmm. at, like, whenever they come out with a Marvel movie, at least Marvel, whenever they come out with a Marvel movie and something didn't really, people really point out this didn't work, that didn't work, it's kind of gone the next movie. Now, I know people More probably like by, I'd say probably by next year, because it's mostly everything kind of happens in a year, because mm-hmm. I'll use this example. It's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and as much as I like Guardians of the Galaxy, it kind of jacked up a couple of the other Marvel movies throughout, and it's just like, you know, you think about it, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 had a little bit more comedy. I still, I still like these movies. I'm just pointing out kind of like the little bit of flaws they have. Spider-Man was a little bit too much like comedy. It had a little too much Iron Man. I guess that has nothing to do with Guardians. But, and then, you know, Thor was way too comedy and everything like that. But I think they course corrected. Because here's the thing. is like, if somebody complained about that, you know, early on at like Guardians of the Galaxy, well, they still have to have Spider-Man come out. They still have to have Thor. You know what I mean? It's already, it's already, the ship's already Avengers sailed. 3. And now Black you look Panther. at Avengers 3 and Black Panther. As long as those trailers don't lead us astray like Iron Man 3... I think they've kind of course corrected themselves and making they, they, those those trailers look fucking sick. They look like I'm I'm watching a legitimate serious movie. You know, I mean, I expect there's probably a little bit of comedy, of course, but I hope that they kind of I hope Black Panther's not just fucking slipping on banana peels and like joking every three seconds. I, it, it would feel weird, but I feel like what happened was I could actually say this about Guardians too. I like Guardian. I mean, here's the thing. I think I like Guardians 1 and 2 equally, but but here's the weird thing. Because mm-hmm. Guardians 1, I think, is executed better, eh, but Guardians 2, I think, has better themes and more interesting themes, and I like that story more. Uh-huh. But number 1 just executes itself better. It's a little bit more smoother. Where 2, it's like, man, I love everything you're saying, and I love the plot more, but it's just, you enforce the comedy just a little too much. And since I yeah. bought it and watched it, Comedy's not as jarring as I remember, but it's still noticeable. It, it's still there, because I've, I've watched it again, too, and it's one of those ones where if they could just minus about 10% of that comedy out, it would be an f- amazing movie. But it still is really good, though. And that's what I kind of think about in comparison to Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Force Awakens, for what it is, mm-hmm. does it very well. Where, where Last Jedi, it's a better story, and it has more deeper themes, and it's actually trying things a little bit more different. But it's still, it, it's not as smooth. Uh-huh. It's not as, it's not as uh, easy because, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, the whole casino thing, that, that whole thing was just added another 30 minutes to it that didn't need to be there. Well, here's the thing. It's like, I think that casino world looks cool, but it is, yeah, it's just like, Nothing as far really as the story goes, it's just kind of, yeah, it's just, it, it, it is a kind of extended, it, and it's all those ones, like, if, if there was pod racing in it, or if you gave me something that was like, Almost weighted. I think that's what I need. I just needed like something special there. Like you need to, you need to give me like oh one of those kind of moments. You know what I mean? Or like that's just what it needed. Because like I'll just say this. Like yeah, you don't need that scene. Realistically, you could shave a half an hour off that movie and just be like oh where's this master burger? You're Asian, right? You're good at math. You know what I mean? I mean shit. I'm black. Well, I'm a janitor. Can, well, you you must be must be good at math. You know what Even I mean? Even the galaxy far far away, we still can't escape these stereotypes. Ha 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 ha. So no. you know you could have had that, but. It's like if you're gonna give me that, let's just say that scene's already in there. You're gonna give me the janitor, or you're gonna give me the janitor. You're gonna give me the casino scene. 
give me some moments. Like, give me some something that can pull me back from like you know, like that's the perfect time to have. As I said, like pod racing would have been would have been so cool just to have a pod racing scene in there. And then like just think about it, they jump into a maybe they jump into like Sir Bulba's pod race or something like that. And they're fucking crashing through the casino and stuff like that, and just like going through. Maybe like someone's head gets caught in the laser things or like oh! like you know fucking Jar Jar was when he like fucking licked it or whatever he did. I mean, I think that you could, something you even could do, and I'm not, I know we're being armchair directors here, but yeah. something you even could do was, oh, we have this prisoner aboard, and that prisoner could be the Benicio Del Toro character. Or this and is what could, I was thinking, too, was, um, you know the chick with the glasses from the first one? Maz. And they give her a call, and they're like, hey, Moz, what are you doing? It would have been kind of cool, like, okay, you know she's doing that shootout or whatever? Yeah. Instead, just turn that shootout into, like, oh, let me go grab this guy. I have to go kill these people to get him, though. Mm-hmm. And just make, like, a five-minute scene, and then she fucking, like, shows up. Mm-hmm. But it also at the same time, I was thinking, like, how the fuck? They just kind of take a ship off, and the Empire just, like, doesn't give a fuck because they're just shooting the ass end of this other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it seemed a little overly complicated. We got to go here to get this guy. Can't get that guy. Got that guy. Let's have some race and some cute fuzzy animals for a minute. Now we're going to leave. Yeah. Now we're going to go to the... the, the, the <laughs> Sorry. When I was watching it the second time, I was really thinking, like, okay, you know when they free all the horses? They're like, go, go. I really wish, I know this is, like, so, like, because it's, like, it's in a movie, like, I wish that, like, those ships go, like, they're escaping! Kill them before they get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, like, it proves even more that Finn and Rose just fucked up more and more, like, they thought they saved these animals, and they, instead they just executed them. <laughs> My thing is, like, when I hear people say, like, oh, they gotta make, they, they're trying to add so much diversity to Star Wars, and they're, they're making, they're, they're, they're putting SJW shit over plot, it's, like... Dude, how the fuck did, you know, their ethnicity have any effect on the story? It's like one of those things, you, and besides that, you still got two main characters, two new main characters that are white, along with Luke, Leia, and Kylo Ren. And yeah. then the fucking ginger, like, Grandma <laughs> Captain, Good yeah. Captain Ginger. So it's like... What the fuck are you complaining about? Well, it's one of those, like, I personally think Finn's, like, my favorite of the new characters. I like him a lot. I like yeah. Finn a lot. And, you know, even Poe's cool, too. I like him, too. I mean, he's reckless and mm-hmm. fucking, like, kills more people. He's more likable in the first one because he was just there for a minute and he saved the day. Because <laughs> he's kind of a shitty guy, this but one, I he... still like him. He, he's like, well, those kind of people, like, he can do some kind of shitty, douchey things, but you still kind of like him. Well, the thing, that's what's, ironically enough, because the first one, the part when they crashed the TIE fighter, he was meant to die right there. And I don't know if it was him, if he said, dude, let me stay in the movie longer, or if they just liked him enough so they kept around. Because when they're leaving the uh, Star Destroyer in Force, in Force Awakens, mm-hmm. I, you can't help but, like, with the, camp, the part when they're inside the ship, and Finn's, like, shooting at the bad guys, and he's just like, never got your name! Oh, F1237 or whatever. Like, I don't like it. I'm gonna call you Finn. Oh, nice to meet you, Paul. Nice to meet you, Finn. Let's do this! I'm like, call you Kuta Kente. <laughs> What's your name, boy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, since since I pretty much saved you, I, th- I think it's my right to name you. Finn, be good. Finn, no run no more. <laughs> oh, no. But I kid you not, like I like I, I like Finn. Bro. Like I want to see him actually have more kind of. Go- I mean, obviously he's still got stuff, but like I feel like that's the character that's gonna kind of come around. Because right now he's more like the. I don't like to really use the word like relatable, but like he sort of is the everyman character. Like, yeah. hey, you work, a, you work a shitty blue collar job, job, right? He didn't want to work. <laughs> yeah, he saw it out. He took it. He's got it over his head. Um, <laughs> you, you one time voted Republican, didn't you? <laughs> Finn's your man. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> you made some you made some mistakes in life, but look at you can correct them. That's kind of like Fenness. <laughs> That's what I like about him. You know, but Poe is just more like the guys. Like, yeah, you went to Space Academy, right? <laughs> well, Poe is like. Let me say this because within that short period, their friendship. It's just like when they get in that. It's very sudden, but it is like. Man, these guys are space bros. I want to see these guys go on adventures together. And like, aw, his space bro died. Yeah. And there's like, oh, his space bro is still alive. Look at that. And they only just got to like, like, you know, fist bump on their way to the ship. Like, yeah. all right, good for you guys. Then, you know, Poe's basically, we just see him in the cockpit and like do some fighting some Death Star shit. And then this movie, we actually see him around for a minute longer <laughs> and we realize... Oh man, he's kind of fucking shit up. <laughs> it's just kind of like, yeah, this dude's cool. I invite, I, like, I, I invited him in to come live with us. Like, we just met the guy. Oh, that one day we hung out with him, he's totally cool. <laughs> yeah, we got one day. We we assume he's a good guy. He's the coolest guy ever from that one day we hung out. Like, oh, okay, if you say so, and he's already coming in, blowing shit, setting fires in your house, killing people. Yeah, you know, what I mean, he fucking leaves the fucking gas on as you get out of the apartment. It's just a joke to him. Yeah, you know what I mean? I even like the part where, like, as, as soon as they acknowledge that, because as soon as they say, like, all right, so we're going to go there, we're going to blow it up. Not yet. <laughs> he, gets like, all, like, he gets all antsy. Yeah. No, but, yeah, overall, though, it's like, yeah, I actually enjoyed that Star Wars much more second time around. And I think that's the thing. I think more people just need to give it the second time view, because I, I, I've learned that more and more in my life that lots of times... You can't let one view of a movie kind of be your determination. Because the thing is, is you go in there with different expectations. I mean, I've always used the Fight Club as an example. It's like, you go in there and the first thing you go, Brad Pitt's not fucking real, this movie's fucking stupid. But then once you realize later, like, oh yeah, if, if I had a second personality, I'd totally think of myself as Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And it all starts to click. And that's how a lot of these movies are. It's just like, once you already know what's going on, and then you go in there and watch it, and then you can kind of go, okay, cool. You know what? Everything in that, because that's the thing about that movie, is like, everything in that movie kind of, works even if it's not the direction i would have gone it's like i get it i i understand why they chose that path and mm-hmm. since i know how it goes i, I you know i i like it you know what i mean just mm-hmm. yeah if, if you would have given me pod racing and more lightsabers that's about all i that's all i'm asking for mm-hmm. it's all he's asking for it's all he's asking for luke, a little bit of pod racing so maybe some more lightsabers and more and more <laughs> i wish luke skywalker actually lived a little longer but that's oh, oh okay <laughs> maybe he'll another, come another back draft. some other day another draft oh, there you go Saved it at the end. Well, I assume it'll be like Obi-Wan Kenobi in the next one. It'll just be like sitting well, there. like. Apparently, they're going to do a... Uh, which is like, man, if my dad doesn't come by. Ben doesn't come by. Just the fucking puppet. <laughs> yeah, nobody... Well, that was, that's another thing, too. It's like, I thought, I mean, once again, this is like armchair directing. I'm like, that would have been a good part just to have, like... Because, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, nowadays, they, they just see... Qui-Gon comes by, like, yo, what's up? Like, yeah, you could have had, like, all those guys fucking sitting there. <laughs> just just for a cool reference, you know what I mean? Because you could have had Ben Kenobi in there. Just like what they did with Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could have had... I think just would have had Hayden Christensen in there. Like, why not? Uh, I think you still go original. Cause it just I mean, I, I, I'd go original, but like now... This sounds weird. The Hayden Christensen, I think it's kind of like... It's not necessary Like when they replace the other guy. But I will say, in this movie, I think it should be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you should... I think it should be him. Just for the fact that, like... You know, once he kills it, we're like, it's to Luke Skywalker. It's like, who the fuck's that guy up there? Oh, that's what your dad looks like when he's not all fucking messed up. <laughs> oh, damn. Shit, I just found this old, dilapidated, bald white guy in there. <laughs> I thought the whole time he was black. <laughs> <laughs> I was really ho- I was really banking on my dad was this cool black guy in space, but I guess not. Not the case. <laughs> but, but yeah, of all that Star Wars talk, that kind of led us into a little bit of a Jurassic Park thing. And it's kind of funny, it's like in the last like month or so... I've just been in this, like, huge, I guess you could say, Jurassic Park slash just dinosaur, like, mood. 
where mm-hmm. I and this was actually before the trailer came out. The trailer just happened to come out when I was already in this mood mm-hmm. for Jurassic, you know, Park Five, which is awesome. But you know, I've just been like I went back and I kind of reread Jurassic Park One, and then I'm in the process of you know Lost World. I played through Dino Crisis 1 and 2, you know, so there's some handful of Jurassic Park games and so on. And it's just that kind of like, oh man, just going back and just all these different things of dinosaurs and so on. And it's just like, because that's the thing, it's like, I love Star Wars, but I've always looked at Jurassic Park like that to me, like the, the level that people love Star Wars, that's how I feel about Jurassic Park, you know? Mm-hmm. I, that's That to me has always been like, I guess you could say like my trilogy. I know there's four or five of them now, but you know what I mean? Like that, that was always how I looked at it. You know, some people have... Star Wars, some people have Indiana Jones, some people have Star Trek, some people maybe have 007, and so on, but Jurassic Park is always that one, I like 007 pretty darn close. Yeah, well, I feel like they're trying to get, I mean, that's the thing about, what was it, uh, Jurassic World, it was trying to do that thing where it was trying to prepare another generation, keep it mm-hmm. vague enough for another generation, like, you could see it, this without seeing the original, mm-hmm. but then enough little, like, nods and winks to the original where... Apparently this one's going to be more... I mean, even the plot-wise, it's more like the Lost World. They're going to save the dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. Which, I, I think that looks cool. I just hope that they just add... Because that's the only thing about Lost World. Just, Lost World could have just used just a little bit more, like, cameos slash just pointing out things kind of going on. Uh, I mean, Jurassic World or Lost World? Jurassic World. Okay. Not Lost World, because Lost World's the second one. Yeah. But, um, like, it's like, I hope in this one, it's like, okay, cool, you see Ian Malcolm in there? It's like... And I'm assuming that's, that's probably always going to be, I don't think it's going to be anywhere else but that, like, board meeting. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, just throw an Alan Grant cameo in there. Just throw a Vince Vaughn cameo in there. Just throw, you know, uh, Sarah Harding. Or, and, and, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Just, like, some of these ones in Wouldn't there. Wouldn't surprise me if they Fuck Joe Lord. Kirby. I don't give a fuck. Like... <laughs> Wouldn't surprise you if they if they brought Laura Dern back because you know she's kind of had this big uh, kind of resurgence over the last couple of years. Yeah, she's just been in a couple of things here and there. So and yeah, she's that'd be the awesome. mom and she's the mom in um in, uh, F is for Family. Yeah, that's right. She's in that one and she's in the new Star Wars and so on. So I like how I go to F is for Family over Star Wars. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, no. So it's like yeah, I I just hope they do that because I think there's that thing where. I know, I know what they're doing. It's like, yeah, they want to make like a new series, just like Star Wars, where you kind of... Because that's how the, the 7 and 8 is. I mean, I, you don't technically have to watch the other ones to kind of get what's going on, but... It helps. And it's one of those... We, we live in this day and age, like, that to me feels like that's what you do back in the old days. You know what I mean? Like, when you knew people couldn't just easily go out and watch Jurassic Park 1, 2, and 3, you would kind of make the next movie like, eh, it, it's, a start, it's a jumping on point. But nowadays, I feel like, how fucking hard is it for you to... The grab Jurassic Park 1, 2, and 3. You go down to fucking Walmart or Target, you got fucking Jurassic Park 1, 2, and 3. I bet you, out of any one of your friends or family, somebody has Jurassic Park 1, 2, and 3. On a three-disc collection. Yeah. 15 bucks. Exactly. So it's like, well, it's like, it's not, you know, it's not the fucking 70s, you know what I mean? We don't need to do this like that. Mm-hmm. I think that it's kind of weird to sort of, like, not acknowledge things as much. And I mean, I don't feel like you have to go hardcore. You don't want to be like Arrow. That's an example of, like, because whenever I look at that show, it's like... Remember this one thing from episode 2 in season 1? Well, God, that show, it's like, if, there was no way, especially it, it, double if you didn't really know Green Arrow in the first place, but there was no way you could jump into, like, season four of that show and expect to know what the fuck was going on. That It's like, it's almost like a Are little... Are they still doing the flashbacks before he got home and all that? I don't know. I haven't watched it in years because I just got, I got overwhelmed with two, there was just too many superhero shows at once that, like, mm-hmm. I had to, like, I only got time for one, I guess it's Gotham. But, um, when you were watching it, were they still doing the flashback thing? Yeah, they still were because it, it hadn't gotten, hadn't gotten five seasons yet by that point. Because I, I haven't watched it in, like, about two seasons, probably. I just It was just, it was just like, overwhelmed. I, I fell behind on Flash. Yeah, I was just like, well, yeah, I was like, I had to, I dropped Flash off first, and then I dropped, you know, 
Arrow and so on, and it's like, yeah, and then there's like everything else, fucking Supergirl, and it was, it was just, it's too much. I'm just it's imagining like, you as Stallone in Cliffhanger, just grabbing that girl's hand, but it's like, it's fucking Stephen Amell, like, no, don't let go, I won't let you go, it slows down, like, flip, like, just no music, just falling. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, you were like obsessed with that show. I was. It's just. It's just one of those ones. I think it's just like because thing about TV. It's just like there's only so much time. It's like once, especially if you're doing other stuff. I think it's like you know the average Joe. They always say like watches like five hours of TV a day. It's like Jesus fucking Christ. You know what I mean? Like watch. I couldn't do that. I do not. I, I just don't have that free time. That's like that. That's fucking business right there. It's like there's no way I could do that. You know, I'm lucky. I feel like whatever I have before I go to bed. So it's like. Mm. A, so that's when I mostly just watch movies and so on, but mm-hmm. but yeah. So we are getting that. One thing I want to kind of talk about before we all wrap this up. I actually, want to talk about it since the very beginning, but we didn't. You, we just kind of got distracted on things. But I got Pizza Boys Four out right now, and it's up on Amazon right now. Of course, it'll take its sweet time to come up on Comicsology, but that took once again its sweet time. It took about four months or so almost to put this thing together. Four months for issue four. Yeah, four months for issue four. And, yeah, it was a little bit longer. It ended up being, like, 29 pages all in all, I guess. You could say 29. It's really good, though. I thought things, I think it was your best one yet. Yeah, people keep saying it's, like, the best one. It's, like, so it's, that's kind of cool. Because when I was making it, I felt like, I'm like, this almost feels like it, there's enough material that it could have been, like, a two-parter issue, you know. And instead, I kind of almost have, like, a drop-off sort of in. But I feel like it works because the whole point is it's all about making movies and how, like, you know, the way I've always looked at, you know, when we make movies back in the day, like with our friends and so on, is that, like, it starts off great, you know what I mean? Like, you get an idea, and you're like, dude, this is gonna be such a fucking awesome movie, and you tell your friends about it, and they're like, dude, I can't wait to fucking film it! Yeah! And they get so fucking excited, but then the second that you start shooting it, mostly day one, day two, they can, they can a lot of times go good, but then people, like, either, like, they're kind of, like, fun, seems the way off, because they don't real like, I think a lot of people look at movie making, like, Oh, it's all fun and games, but they don't realize. No, it's a fucking job, like anything else. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's like fixing your plumbing or you know moving furniture. It's like yeah, you know, for a half an hour, it's not so bad. But once you start doing it for like eight hours at a time, it's it becomes work, and that's where people start to you know lose it. You know, mm-hmm. we've had it before where you get friends where you say, oh yeah, we'll be there at three o'clock, and then they never fucking show up or. You know, they come by and it's just like they kind of give half-assed performances and so on. Because they're not into it. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. their lifestyle. It's not who they are. They're just doing it as fun and a hobby. And you, in life, you can't really do things as hobbies. You know what I mean? You have to... I feel like you have to go 100% or not go at all. Because there just isn't enough time to fucking hobby stuff. You know what I mean? And that's what your book's all about. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do something, do it. Don't fucking just, like, kind of want to do it. Because kind of want to do it doesn't get you anywhere in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You gotta go. The, you gotta go the distance. You know, and I feel like that goes with anything creative. And I know that that's almost kind of how this is too. It's like, and sometimes if you can't get something done right, you know, what I mean, you may have to switch. You know, switch gears and so on. I mean, we, that's what we did. Like, because mm-hmm. the whole point is like, you know, we we were doing fucking live action, and then we got to the point where it's like, you know, frustrated with people. Yeah, let's do fucking animation. You know why? Because we can do all the acting. We can draw any location, any character, and so on. And it kind of just makes it easier, but. The whole point of Pizza Boys 4 is just to kind of go, like, remember the good old days of making movies with friends and doing indie films and all that good stuff and how much fun yet frustrations can be had with it? Because here's the thing, if movie making could go 100% smooth, it'd be the greatest thing ever. And if, if all your buddies were down 100% for it, it would be great. But you, you realize you just can't trust people. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize that even if, though they could be your friends, it doesn't mean that they want to help you out 100%, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I guess that could be the same. You, you, know, you could probably take that in other contexts. You could do it where 
you know, like, let's just say somebody else is like, oh, I'm working on my car. Well, yeah, you would come over and help him for a couple hours. But if he said, like, hey, could you come over and help me for 40 hours? People are like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, even myself, you know, you can't think about, like, well, I don't want to go fucking do that for 40 hours. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll help you for a little bit, but you know what I mean? Like, you can't do that. Yeah, well, you know exactly. what I mean? It's, it's well, not it my thing. Uh, yeah, it's more of those things. It's when people say they want to do it, but then they don't commit to it. That's more the, and it's all about the frustration of that. And also the funny things of the story. I'll, I'll say this without trying to like, you know, suck our own dicks too hard. Cause you know, pizza boys always like semi autobiographical mm-hmm. reading this. I'm like, our lives are kind of funnier and kind of more interesting than I thought they were. It took a comic to point this <laughs> out. Cause I'm reading like, well, this happened. This that happened. happened. <laughs> oh yeah, that is actually kind of, you know, so well, that's the thing is mostly everything in pre pizza boys is pretty much all like actually happened. I might just turn it up to like 11. That's kind of mm-hmm. how I look at it. You might have a real reaction or whatever. you might have a real event. That's like a seven. So you just turn it just a little bit farther. than normal. I mean, I think that's how, that's how Seinfeld is. Mm-hmm. That's how, you know, always sunny in Philadelphia is. You know, those things probably are kind of based off real things. You just take it to that next point that, like, it wouldn't happen like this in real life, but you can do it kind of there. But, yeah, make sure to check that out. And then next, now I'm putting together the graphic novel of issues one, two, three, and 4, and hopefully we'll have all kinds of cool guest covers and so on in there and some special features and all sorts of fun stuff. And then I'll probably wait just a little bit of time to put that together just so that, you know, um, it's not right back-to-back with number 4 and so on, but... Go from there. Make sure to check out Pizza Boys. Check it out on Amazon. It's Pizza Boys with a Z. You need that for Amazon because it will auto-correct you every time. It does. But other than that, check out oldmanoinch.com for more podcasts, cartoons, all kinds of other fun stuff. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange. Oi, this is the Bravs of the Bravs.com. If you want a podtastic podcasting Christmas, be good. We're not officially Santa's helpers, but we're watching you.